We now have a parish podcast. The Dumb Art Podcast is a weekly show on the Catholic faith, life, and culture of and for our parish community. Howdy, everybody. This is Adam and Chris. And Chris. Uh, we've got a special episode coming to you today. Uh, yeah, I, I was not expecting to record an episode today, Adam. But uh, you, you, you were walking by and I said, get in my office, we're going to record. Yeah, I basically got kidnapped and shanghaied into this. So yes. yep. what what are you so excited to record about? So Chris and I just uh, were with Father Albert while we celebrated Mass today that we streamed for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did something special. It was it was a little different. I noticed that the readings were not from the right spot. Right. And the prayers that Father said were very relevant to our <laughs> they, happenings. They, they did seem very apt. Everything did seem very apt. Yeah. Um, so we're being a little facetious. We uh, said Mass today uh, using a new Mass setting, new prayers, new uh, scripture uh, decisions, uh, rather than the normal Thursday uh, in the fifth week of Lent, mm-hmm. what you normally experience at that daily mass. Um, where did this come from, Adam? Where did this, is this new, like, where did it come from? Yeah, this new mass came out just yesterday. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, Very timely. Yeah, so it came out just yesterday from the Vatican, from the Congregation for Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments. Uh, they released this new mass in a bunch of different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they released it in English, so we could get go ahead and use it right away. Very cool. Yeah. So the name of this mass, the title of this mass, is for a mass in time of pandemic. Okay. So is this like just like a one-time thing that you can only use like right now, or is this going to be like a permanent feature of like the Roman rite of the the ordinary form of That's mass. a very good question. Okay. I honestly can't give you an answer <laughs> on that one, uh, primarily because they didn't give us a lot of information. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, the decree that came out publishing this new mass mm-hmm. uh, says specifically, in these days during which the whole world has been gravely stricken from the COVID-19 virus, many requests have come for us to be able to celebrate a specific mass and implore God to bring an end to this pandemic. So... Uh, with the faculties granted by the Pope, here is this Mass. Um, oh, interesting. And, I mean, it says when you're allowed to use it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like it says that you can't use it on Ash Wednesday or during Holy Week uh, or during All Souls Day uh, or on a Sunday. Okay. Uh, so the fact that they mentioned All Souls Day and <laughs> yeah, Ash Wednesday... It almost means that it's either like they're expecting this to go on for a while right. or... They're expecting it to... They're incorporating it Incorporating it more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So hopefully the pandemic is not continuing all the yeah, way up to Ash abso- Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> it is good to know that this is something that we'll be able to use uh, in the future. Uh, right. Come whatever may come. Right. Um, so let's let's walk through what is actually in the text. Because yes. um, this is scriptural choices that you can make for the readings. Right. And then it's also the different prayers that are prayed, right? Yes. Okay. So two things for us to nerd out on. It's got yeah, the scripture for it's, you. It's got the liturgy yeah, for me. This is this is dangerous. So we're going to try to make sure that we're staying concise and we're not going too far. We're both looking at the clock. Yep. And so, but let's go ahead and just kind of walk through it in the flow of the mass, where the the proper prayers and the proper readings would fit. So 
So the first thing that you see in this new liturgy is that they had they gave proper antiphons. Um, most of you may not know what an antiphon is. Um, it is something that's not necessarily used too often in churches, sadly, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but the antiphons are prayers usually taken from the Psalms, that they're okay. verses from Scripture, specifically placed and arranged in the liturgy to be sung in that liturgy. Okay. So, specifically, starting off this liturgy, it has the entrance antiphon. Mm-hmm. Um, most times at a Sunday Mass, we usually sing a hymn. Um, from and our, so the, from the hymn, hymn would replace the antiphon, right? right? The hymn replaces the antiphon, um, but most people don't know that the church actually asks that the antiphons be sung. Hmm. Th- those are okay because and uh, that's what you've been doing during daily masses yeah. and yeah yeah okay. if you were here when we did saint thomas aquinas mass i sung the antiphons at that and then if you've been watching any of our live stream masses recently during the week mm-hmm. um i've been singing the antiphons for that um i'm not doing anything special with the music there are a lot <laughs> of really well put together uh uh, melodies for these, but I'm just doing something simple because I don't have the time to practice all the really good melody. But uh, these antiphons, uh, the best way to describe them and, and their importance mm-hmm. is that a hymn is can be can be very beautiful. That sure. written by a very talented musician, mm-hmm. uh, they can be heavily influenced by scripture. Uh, they can be heavily influenced by the, the teachings of the church, the sure. writings of the saints and of the church. But the antiphons are the liturgy right okay hymnody is something added on top of the liturgy in, okay. a, in a proper place right but these antiphons are what are meant to be sung at those appropriate times okay they are in the roman missal they are in the liturgical books uh for directing you when to sing what um they are the mass they are the liturgy uh and so there's something integral about singing these uh and i think it's been a great opportunity to be able to sing these um and to have for this specific new mass to have antiphons that are proper given to them so we've got the entrance antiphon um i thought it was very striking coming from isaiah 53 because uh, not all of them come from the psalms just right most of them. so this one came from isaiah this one come from isaiah do you know where that what that part of isaiah is no so that's what we call isaiah uh, we it can be called the fifth gospel because it talks a lot about Jesus in mm-hmm. Isaiah in the Old Testament. He foreshadows mm-hmm. a lot. So that's coming from the one of the suffering servant songs mm. where we're getting this foreshadowing of Jesus who... And go ahead and read the entrance antiphon, Adam. You've got it yeah. in front of you. So the entrance antiphon says, Truly the Lord has borne our infirmities and he has carried our sorrows. Right. So you can, you can see Jesus foreshadowed in that very oh, yeah. clearly and foretold in that. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of beautiful how it fits with this time right. of pandemic. Right. It fits during Lent and yeah. it fits during the pandemic. Yeah. It, just, it was a double whammy when Absolutely. we prayed that today. Um, and then uh, and I'll just go to the next antiphon. Uh, usually they provide the communion and the entrance antiphons. Um, there's other places that you find the offertory antiphon. But uh, in the communion antiphon, they provided... From Matthew 11, uh, says, Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you, says the Lord. Um, another very poignant part, a very another fitting scripture for us that yeah. we, we've kind of reiterated in our podcast the last couple of weeks that during this time, it's not, it's not a time to turn away from the Lord or to get slothful or lazy. It's, it's a time to pray. To, yeah, and to, to seek solace and comfort in him, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's 
that's such an interesting, it's the communion antiphon, right? So it's being mm-hmm. sung during or after the reception of communion. And so it's just such a beautiful, I will give you rest that I will satisfy and I will relieve your burdens mm-hmm. through. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to the order of things, uh, the next thing that we have is uh, the opening prayer. The proper term is the collect, which okay, collects. I've always called it the collect. No, it's is the that collect? Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, that's the proper pronunciation. Um, but it is you're collecting all of our prayers together in one united prayer that mm-hmm. the priest speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. But, okay, is it um, just me? I see. I see the text of it. Is it just me, or is this one? really long it's so long it's okay. like twice as long as every other collect <laughs> in the missile i don't know why they had to make it this long um sorry for any of the uh weed eating weed eating that you can hear outside yeah uh, but this collect is so long it they instead of in a lot of collects they try to make it very concise it, it's mm-hmm. it's a grammatical structure that is is in almost every collect that follows the same way um, how the sentences are structured. In this one, they kind of just said, let's not do that. Uh, let's, not, <laughs> let's not make this as concise as possible. And let's list out, because, this is how I'm interpreting it at least, because there is so much happening right now, right. so much craziness going on and so many people impacted, let's list out every single section that is being impacted mm-hmm. and let's bring them together as we pray. Sure. So I'll go ahead and read that. Begins, Almighty and eternal God, our refuge in every danger, to whom we turn in our distress. In faith we pray, look with compassion on the afflicted, grant eternal rest to the dead, comfort to mourners, healing to the sick, peace to the dying, strength to health care workers, wisdom to our leaders, and the courage to reach out to all in love, so that together we may give glory to your holy name. Through Christ, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Wow. Yeah. So You're getting pretty much everybody. Yeah. I can't think of anybody that they left off there. I mean, those of us who, Um, right, you're getting everybody who's who's been afflicted by it, their mm -hmm. family members, healthcare Mm -hmm. workers, you've got political leaders who are making hard decisions about... These, you know, for example, the governor's executive order that yeah. went into effect. Um, and and it, even just everyone else as well. Right, us. All of us. It's a courage to reach out to all in love that, like, yeah. we're not, even if we are stuck inside quarantine, sheltered in place, right. we can still reach out. We can still do things. And it's calling us to do that. Oh, it was good. It's great. Mm-hmm. So after the collect, uh-huh. you would then go this into... This is your time. This is my time. This is my time to shine. This is great. Um, you would go into right, right, our readings from Scripture. And so there were, there was a, you had a choice of the first reading in Psalm. There were two sets that you could choose from. And the, the set that we went with today, um, I, I, I loved the other set too. Don't get me wrong. But we were, I was very excited that we chose the one that we chose today mm-hmm. because we chose from the book of Lamentations, which is a very interesting book. And I could... <laughs> talk about that for an hour but i'm not going to but it's it's really beautiful because this reading has two halves to it and it's from lamentations chapter three and and again i'd encourage you to go pull these up on our website so that you can see those again it's on the april 2nd um day you can scroll back and find that but it has kind of two halves to it so the first reading says my soul is deprived of of peace i have forgotten what happiness is i tell myself my future is lost all that I hoped for from the Lord. 
The thought of my homeless poverty is wormwood and gall. Remembering it over and over leaves my soul downcast within me. So this first half of this reading is very much he, the, the author, which is generally described to be Jeremiah, he's, he's kind of navel-gazing is the, ter- is the term that I like to use. Um, your navel, your belly button, that he's, he's looking down at himself. Mm-hmm. He's looking down and he's looking inward and he's, he's kind of miserable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My soul's deprived of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is, right? This is when Jeremiah gets very dramatic because Jerusalem is being destroyed and that's what he's watching. But I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I feel right now where yeah. I'm stuck and I'm just like, man, this is ridiculous, and I, I want this to be over, and I want to be done with it. And I think that this is such a poignant little piece of scripture to read right now because Jeremiah, the author of this little passage, suddenly realizes, wait, I need to stop staring at myself, and I need to call something to mind, my reason to have hope. And he remembers that his reason to have hope is nothing that he can do, is nothing that anybody else can do, but only what the Lord can do. Hmm. And so he says... This is, I call in mind, this is my reason to have hope. The favors of the Lord are not exhausted. His mercies are not spent. They are renewed each morning, so great is his faithfulness. My portion is the Lord, says my soul, therefore will I hope in him. Then it goes on to continue to extol, the Lord is good to those who wait, and it's good for us to wait in silence for the promises of the Lord. And I don't know, that just seems such a beautiful and poignant reminder to us that as we're in this and we're, we're you know, we're, tending to look at ourselves and look downward, we need to turn and to, to place our trust in, in the Lord because he is good, because he is faithful, um, and because he is merciful. And so the psalm, which our psalm is then following, right, follows the first reading right afterwards, start, is Psalm 79. And it's a very, that's a very interesting psalm. But the first little verse that we have is really, really apt. Hmm. Because it says, O shepherd of Israel, hearken. From your throne upon the cherubim, shine forth, rouse your power. Hmm. And so what we're, the flow that's kind of happening right now is we're seeing we need to stop looking at ourselves because that's causing us to kind of be a little bit miserable, let's be honest with you. Hmm. And we need to look to the Lord and remember that he is good and that he is faithful. And then the psalm is almost invoking him to action. Hmm. Rouse your power, come yeah. and show us your glory. Yeah, no, so, I think that's very true. And then it, it connects really well with the gospel, doesn't it? It does. The gospel... Mark chapter 4, and this particular section of Mark chapter 4, has not stopped coming up, <laughs> A, in my own life, right. but also B, in this time. Right. Um, so if you remember, if you if you listen to our Lexio Divina podcast episode, um, you can go back and look at that, because we actually read this section of the gospel for that episode as our little Lexio, and then the Pope used it in his Urbi et Orbi address. He definitely listened to our podcast and said... Man, oh, for sure. That was great. For I'm sure. I'm bring this to everyone. Right. So just to recap, again, go read Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41. Find it on our website. Because it it's just so beautiful and it's such a good thing. But this is what we, the flow that I just talked about of these readings is we have a personal example of it in this gospel. Where we see the Lord is doing his thing and all of a sudden they have to go to the other side. So they take Jesus in the boat and he's in the boat and a storm kicks up and they're on the sea. I don't, I don't remember which sea that they're actually in, but so he's in the boat and the Lord is asleep. Yeah. He doesn't particularly seem to be troubled by the waves or the wind or Not the storm that's actually happening. It says that it's a violent squall come up, comes up and the disciples meanwhile are freaking out and they're saying just kind of like we are, to be honest with you, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I have been freaking out spiritually yeah. and uh, in real life too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And so, 
you know, the, the disciples are freaking out and they're panicking. They're like, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess. So he wakes up. They have to wake him up, by the way, right. in the midst of the storm. And he isn't, he does, Jesus doesn't seem troubled by this at all, but he rouses his power. Mm. And he shows forth his power once the disciples stop panicking and look at him. And he, he rebukes the wind, he rebukes the wave, and everything waves, and everything stills and is calm. And Jesus' response is simply to look at us and say, why are you afraid? Hmm. Have you no faith? And so I know two things. One, I know that for some reason God has permitted this to happen. And, for, and I don't know the reason why. But I do know that the Lord can bring good out of it. Despite my fear, despite my anxiety, despite my, you know, stuck, being stuck looking at myself, the Lord is good. Remembering what Jeremiah writes in Lamentations, the Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. His mercies are renewed each morning. And so we sit and we wait and we ask him to rouse his power and to, to bring us peace. So yeah, the readings were, were incredible for this. I was very excited to see the ones that they chose. But after the readings, right, we have the liturgy of the word and then we move Father Albert had a great homily today too, by the way. So I would encourage you to go back and watch this mass. Uh, it's, it should be on our Facebook page. But after this, he goes. We go into the liturgy of the Eucharist. Right. And where does that start, Adam? So it starts with the prayer over the offerings. This is a prayer that he prays in in an act of preparation that is relevant to that mass. Mm-hmm. So the Vatican wrote for in this mass. It says, "Accept, O Lord, the gifts we offer in this time of peril." that they may become for us by your power a source of healing and peace through Christ our Lord. Um, this and the, the following prayers are probably going to feel a little bit bittersweet for people. Sure. Because they're all focusing on uh, the great joy of the Eucharist, which right. we're not able to receive right now. Absolutely. Um, but there's still something so beautiful about these prayers that even if you and I aren't able to receive the Eucharist, personally right now that the act of spiritual communion and just knowing that the mass is offered and that they are offered for this purpose is is really important so saying that um like we said earlier when when the bishop asked us to not have public masses anymore uh he still said the priests have to offer private mass that it may or may not be streamed but they have to offer these masses right because the church still is offering the sacrifice of christ in the eucharist Mm-hmm. That the mass is still continuing and that we are still experiencing our Lord's saving action on earth through the offering of the mass. So uh, that prayer then follows with the prayer after communion um, with that similar feeling saying, O oh God, from whose hand we have received the medicine of eternal life, grant that through this sacrament we may glory in the fullness of heavenly healing through Christ our Lord. That uh, we talked about how uh, in the plenary indulgence, the Eucharist is healing, that it mm-hmm. re- remits sins, um, and it's making that experience more full and more noticeable for everyone, that we are offering the sacrifice of Christ in the Eucharist here as a method of bringing about healing. Sure. Um, and then at the very end, they actually added, which they, did, they didn't necessarily have to have this mm-hmm. but because it's not no, always a part of Mass, but they had a special prayer over the people that Father imparts. Uh, so we'll just leave you with that. Yep. Bow down for the blessing. O oh God, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, 
prepare them and that freed from sin and safe from the enemy, they might persevere always in your love through Christ our Lord.